Pickaxe. Hello everyone, welcome back to High Rollers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast in the world of Arois, run by Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock-Humes, with me, Tom, playing Piria Dara, the Fire Ganassi Monk. Hi, I'm Rhiannon, I'm playing Sentry, I am a Guardian Paladin. I am Chris Trott, I'm playing Lucius Viren Elowin Elanastio, and I am a High Elf Sorcerer. Hi, I'm Katie, I'm playing Ayla, a Wild Elf Barbarian. And I'm Kim, I'm playing Nova, who is an Air Ganassi, and she is a Hexblade Warlock. Thanks to our regular sponsor, D&D Beyond, the official Dungeons & Dragons toolset. Check them out with the link in the episode description and start digitizing your campaigns. This episode is the one year anniversary of Erois. On July 1st we began this new campaign and we've had a whole lot of fun throughout, so thank you everyone for sticking with us for this long. And we'll see you for the two year anniversary next year, hopefully? Anyway, on to the episode. Now in the sky city of Gusthaven, the party have to process the recent discovery at the Elanasto estate. Welcome back to Erois. Last time on Erois, the group, having returned their guardian paladin to life, Sentry, being resurrected within the Midwife's Forged, discussed several matters, including the fate of Quillac Ad Kalar, mm. revealing the information to Sentry who had not known of his death, as well as Nova's recent communication with Callus Starbane, tyrant and Slayer of the Goddess Siaska. Super sexy Slayer. The midwife's forge was used to repair Piri's watch and forge Ayla a new hammer. And with Piri's new watch repaired, it was revealed he had the ability to teleport the group to the sky city of Gusthaven. We bid farewell to Scaldi, Araya, and Scorb. Oh yeah, Scorb, yeah. Oh, nearly, <laughs> nearly saying goodbye to Quill's body, if not for a kindly dungeon master. Yeah. But we also say hello to Smeek, a new guy who has become attached to the party and Ayla in particular. Mm. The son I never wanted. Arriving in <laughs> Gusthaven, Piri led you through a Cypher Academy safe house, only to find it had been robbed and occupied by some very uncouth folk. A battle ensued that resulted in the party meeting with the Gusthaven City Watch. After investigations and a brief lesson about immigration control, the party removed the flower crown from Lucius and had him reveal his presence to the guard. Shortly thereafter, a mage appeared to confirm Lucius's identity and to reveal some particularly tragic news. Taking him to his home, the Elanasto estate is gone, destroyed down to its foundations and timbers. And with that, we're going to begin the episode. But not before noting that tomorrow marks one year of Erois. We've been Whoa. doing it all year. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have a little cake in the break. We'll bring that cake out when we... Cake in the break. Uh, Cakey break. break. Cake break. Cake break. One year. Awesome. But one year. Yeah. So thank you all for supporting us uh, and being with this cool journey, D&D story. Yeah. But my question is, I guess I will set the scene once more. The sky city of Gusthaven is beautiful, enchanted city. Everything here is made very precisely and with great purpose. Every house is as big as it needs to be. The streets are clean and covered in various colored pennants and banners and flags that just gently sway in a, in a soft breeze. But the sight before you is less than comfortable or charming. You see a large swathe of land and once there would have once stood a grand mansion, 
There is now only blackened timbers, broken stone and rubble and debris. You can mm. see that there are various mansions nearby, several of which have taken some form of damage that is now being repaired. Um, but the rest of you see it before, and just kind of half burnt off, encrusted with black soot, is a black uh, is a is a plaque, a brass plaque, uh, which reads Elanasto, buried half buried in the ground. Is it? Like smoking? Is this like? No, it's not smoking. So this is like whatever yeah. happened here happened some time ago. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is really inappropriate, but <laughs> the way you described it was like, and there's a blackened brass rubbing. I, I was expecting like another thing, like and also that final piece over there explodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not smouldering. It's not smoking. Okay. Whatever happened here happened a while, happened a while ago. Uh, and you are yeah, you don't you don't know the circumstances. You do have several contingents of the watch. There's two things I'm going to quickly clarify. I'm going to change from last week. Uh, that is that the watch. I think I described them as having blue and silver uniforms last time. They're actually black and white. The uniforms, um, okay. like a very crisp and black and white uniform, like a police uniform uh, with half plate armor over the top. Um, and then the mage with them has black and white robes and carries a long staff engraved with. Um, the symbol of Gusthaven itself, which is kind of like a, a sky city, basically, like an outline, the Aurorus logo, basically. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and he carries a staff with a small medallion engraved with that. Uh, and this elderly high elf, uh, the mage, the, uh, is with you. Uh, for <laughs> Lucius's benefit, one thing you would know about Gusthaven is um, the, the mage must be what is called a stave, or a royal stave which is basically partial administrator, partial magistrate of Gusthaven. They're often responsible for laws, um, but also just general city governance, and they work directly with the Sky Prince himself. The council. They're not really a council, they're like advisors. They're like the, the, the elite magical advisors. Okay. Um, and then the watch are called badgers because they flash their badges and they wear black and white. Ooh. They're not aggressive <laughs> territorial animals. <laughs> no, no, maybe they could be. Uh, there are and also there is also a section of the city watch called Wands, who are kind of like investigators. They're like detectives, but they're generally magical, and they're called Wands, Royal Wands. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think last time Lucius was very excited to show everybody the estate yes. and be like, <clears throat> "You're going to love it." And I turn the corner, and I'm, I think for a while I am just stunned to silence and almost swaying on the spot. If I'm about to faint, mm-hmm. I think Sentry just put a hand on Lucius's shoulder and just yeah. calmly. No, this can't. This isn't right. What? We will need to discuss the matters um, at the Royal Palace, but I'm afraid that there was a terrible accident weeks ago now. Weeks? Yes. Uh, it was a few days after we heard the news of an airship crash, uh, the one that you were involved with, I assume. Your father retreated to the manor and to his workshop, and, well, we did not hear from him for several days. Is he alive? And the mage, the stave, goes deathly quiet. Please, tell me something. I'm afraid that uh, Virian, uh, Elowin, and Dea Elanasto were inside the house when the explosion erupted. It must have been very powerfully, very magically powerful. Several of the house staff were also involved, as were various visitors renting accommodations. I'm afraid that they, they were all died. And, um, uh, we thought that you were also lost to us, uh, Lord Elanesto. However, clearly that is not the case. As he's talking, Lewis, uh, Lu- Lewis, Lewis, 
Lewis. <laughs> uh, Lucius just slumps and faints. Because mm-hmm. he just can't handle that information. You just kind of like collapse your knees and then poof, onto the ground. Pass out. Yeah. So you just watch Lucius just turn deathly pale and then just... Poof. Even more pale. Yeah. <clears throat> I must... I felt it better to get this out of the way because there will be some difficult questions in the time to come. Uh, you will need to accompany me and the guards to the royal palace. There are some matters that need to be discussed. We also need to ensure that you all have your mark of uh, entry so we are aware of your presence and you will not be accosted by guards further. Halo okay. will gently pick up Lucius. Mm-hmm. Can I scoop and just, him up? Yeah, just like... If you would follow me. And the, uh, the stave leads you now away from the estate. Um, yeah, and you guys just make your way through. Once you turn away, and it seems that whatever damage was caused to the Alanasto estate, it did kind of affect some nearby other noble houses, but it is very concentrated. It was like an explosion in a sudden area. There's no fire that spread massively or, or significant damage elsewhere. You begin making your way through. Making your way through... Uh, the what you assume is some sort of noble quarter. Many of the houses in this area part of the city seem to be larger, grander, but not much more so. Many of the houses here sh- share many similar traits, and even places that look like they belong to working class are far greater than anything you've seen in the lowlands. You know, they're very well built, beautiful windows, flower boxes. Um, and you notice a couple of common themes, which is almost every building here has some sort of rooftop garden. Uh, where you can see vegetables or things being grown. Um, or And they also have brightly coloured pennants everywhere, like kind of like bright flags or banners and things like that. And a lot of them bear uh, the royal crest, which is the outline of the Sky City, but with a star in the middle of it. And you begin making your way through the city streets towards what is clearly an elevated middle part of the city itself. If you imagine like the city as an island, the central part of it is raised up. Um, and you have to pass through several gated barriers that kind of spiral around to a large palace-like citadel. And it's from here, at the very top of its tallest tower, you can see this network of metal rods and orbs that kind of cascades over the rest of the city, spreads out like a, almost like a large umbrella, like a kind of like spider's web above the city itself. Um, and from that, a kind of an aura of good weather is being projected and you can see that on some parts of the the city you can actually see rain clouds have been kind of conjured and it's now raining on parts of the city very cool you are led up through and every time you pass through these gates you can see you can see the city watch these uh, black and white uh, watch offices but there's never many of them there's maybe like two or three having passed through places like Kelly's Rest where you saw a much bigger military presence the streets here, you don't really see any patrolling militiamen. You just see them, like, one or two on guard posts here and there. Um, and people just walk amongst the streets. Like, nobody's stopped from going anywhere. Everybody is in good spirits. Most people seem quite happy as they're making their way around. Everybody is actually reasonably well-dressed. Even folks, again, if you, you know, you might see some, some workers or, or lower kind of class folk, but they're all still very well-dressed. Uh, they all still have kind of very well-made garments, um, not particularly fashionable, but they're all well-made and, and, you know, tidy and kept neat. Are they mostly high elves? It's actually quite mixed. There is predominantly high elves. You'd probably estimate that like 60-70% of the population is, is high elves okay. or half-elves. And it's kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes. Many of the half-elves have such strong elven lineage that 
you, you probably wouldn't be able to tell them at a glance. Okay. Um, but the rest of it is a good mix of humans, halflings, um, you see some dwarves, you see tieflings, ASMR, you see like a big mix of other races, but maybe just like one or two. Um, some of them don't look like residents, some of them are clearly travellers, they wear more lowland style clothing, they look a bit dirtier or they bit, look a bit rougher, um, but generally they're kind of just, yeah, they're just watched and, and people seem fairly safe with them. Mm. Um, you all, you probably would actually notice maybe in the distance somewhere like one or two guardians, but they seem to just be carrying out fairly like mundane tasks, normally with a crew. So you might see um, airship crew passing to and fro, transporting goods, and one or two of these crews at least have a guardian on board who is carrying cargo or maybe is acting as a bodyguard um, in more kind of combat unit style. Okay. Um, but you were eventually led up to a grand palace. The walls are iridescent. They seem to shimmer and glow in light. As the light kind of passes over amongst, across the town, the walls shimmer and glow as if made from a, an unusual stone. Um, and you are led inside by this, you know, so far, I, think, I don't think I named this mage guy. I don't think I gave you a name for him. Um, so far, this unnamed mage who leads you in. Uh, he takes you in through a large set of double doors where there are royal guards. Unlike the city watch, these guys, uh, these high elves, men and women, are in full plate armor, each with a tabard bearing the royal crest. Mm -hmm. This is in a dark blue, like this royal tabard. Okay. Um, and their, their equipment looks considerably better. Uh, you are led into a grand kind of courtroom-esque. Um, and it's actually one of, one of the first rooms you enter when you enter the palace. And there is a long chamber with seating, plush kind of like cushioned seating, where many citizens are sat down. Um, and you can see that at the far end there is a circular table. There is a grand throne at one end and then several chairs around it. And there is a meeting taking place, an open forum. Oh, okay. And you see at the far end uh, that there is a very handsome male uh, high elf you would imagine quite young, not that dissimilar to Lucius in age. Um, you know, kind of in a human equivalent, maybe like young 20s. Uh, dark hair, unlike uh, Lucius's blonde, but kind of kept very long. Um, there is a crown upon his head, this beautiful silver crown with a large diamond at its center. Um, behind him, resting against the throne, is a very large greatsword, which is kind of carved from a silvery metal, and its pommel is shaped like a star clutching a diamond as well. Nice. Um, and he's wearing armor with very regal robes, and he is communicating with what looks to be a mixture of citizens, a couple of these mages, a couple of guards, and they're having some sort of discussion. Uh, the stave with you kind of gestures towards you, Ayla, and motions for you to come over to a side room where you can see there's like almost like a private couch um, to lay Lucius down. And there are several chairs in there as well. So I, I wouldn't be passed out that amount of time. Okay, so you've probably so, woken up like on the en route. Yeah, and it would okay. have just been pained whimpering, like the stuff that's horrible to listen to. Like, like a bit of sniffling and sort yeah, of like... Yeah, it's like you've heard Lucius cry before, but it's not like that. This is like a futile, yeah. horrible... Like that kind of dry, dry sob. Yeah, that's just like given up kind of... I'll probably just be like fussing around Lucius, like I feel like confront Ayla him probably would have like, just kept hold of him and not let him walk anyway. It's a total not. recoil. So you're just like kind of curled up in Ayla's arms. It's a so. refusal of mm -hmm. acceptance. I'll be like trying to administer tissues and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just nothing. Okay. Um, the stave whispers more to you guys than Lucius, seeing kind of the state Lucius is in. 
I will need to inform His Majesty uh, of what's happened. This is, I should clarify, Master Lord Elanastos' reappearance is significant. We were told that he had died, that his body had been witnessed as part of a scrying. This is a significant matter. I must ask you to stay here. Who told you that? Uh, those details will come clear in time. I'm not sure if I can share them with you right now, but I will inquire with the king and see what you can be told. You may be asked, you may be asked to step forward and speak with his majesty. Uh, Sky Prince Aridan, uh, you should refer to him as your majesty, or Sky Prince Aridan. Sky Prince. We ask that you do display respect. He is the ruler of this city. Take a back seat here, just, you know, inevitably gonna word vomit something really mean, you know? Yeah, I feel like the same. <clears throat> uh, Guardian, you may wish to place your, uh, the body you are carrying in the side room. I would not wish to bring something like that in front of the prince. Okay, as long as he's safe. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can have a guard stationed outside the room, if you wish. That would be... That would put my mind at ease, yes, thank yes, you. very well. Yes, if you would make, wait here, uh, the, the prince will call you forth. Okay. And he gestures. Uh, he does go over and speak to a guard. Uh, a, fem- a woman, uh, kind of in full-plate armour, steps up and is like looks to you and says, like, Guardian, I'm more than happy to guard over your, your friend. Thank you. Very well. She kind of steps in front of the doorway, closes it, and then stands guard, basically. You begin to hear smatterings of conversation of whatever this prince and this council or whoever it is he's speaking to. Um, you can hear kind of snippets of conversation. Uh, a guard um, kind of steps up from the crowd and makes his way over um, and delivers a report. You hear kind of muffled kind of like phrasing, but generally you get the gist. Uh, the man is like, Your Highness, as you know, we will be passing across the... Uh, we will be crossing across the Dawn, the Dawn Blades soon. My scouts have reported that a, a dragon has been sighted in the area. We should be cautious. We may wish to send an advanced party to deal with it. Uh, obviously, as we're flying through that could cause and then the prince kind of listens. It's like, yes, yes, very well. Um, if you can file your, your reports, uh, give us as much information as you can, and then liaise with the generals to ensure that, uh, if necessary, a party can be sent out. Um, does he sound extremely like confident when he's talking, or is he like? Yeah, make an insight check for me. Okay. If you're like trying to get a bigger bead on this guy. Yeah, I kind of want to see if he's like new to it mm. or something. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. There is a confidence there, but there is still. You get the sense that he's very stiff. Hmm. Um, you can see that there is definitely a kind of a forced confidence, but there is confidence. Yeah. But there is definitely. He is putting on airs, you know, he's playing the role yeah. to an extent, um, but very well, and, yeah. and to an extent where you're pretty convinced he is capable, um, but perhaps this is a little new to him. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> and he kind of waves that away. There is uh, some other report, a citizen is like uh, a, a kind of a business looking elf, a very sharp, kind of tailored uniform. Uh, my liege, your majesty, I must, I must reiterate the danger that this, this person presents. This is now three businesses that they've attacked. They have attacked workers. They have stolen supplies. The guard must make this moon, this moon star a priority. Whoever they are, more must be done. 
I've already, I've already established with the City Watch that this is an urgent priority, Minister. It is being looked into, I can assure you. Uh, she has proved elusive to capture. Well, something must be done, Sully. We've lost dozens of cargo shipments to her. Something must be done. I understand. I hear your concerns. And then the, the robed mage eventually steps up, um, and you can see the prince looks a little quizzical. He leans in, and something is whispered in his ear. And you see the, the prince, his eyes kind of go wide. No, that's impossible. Are you sure? <sighs> All right. Um, yeah. Can we get Anastasia? Oh, right, all right, uh, what was, the, what's the other, Bellinor, send for Bellinor. All right, um, and you say that he has companions with him. All right, bring him, bring him, but yeah, yes. <clears throat> uh, and you see the kind of, the, the, the mage steps back and the prince is, turns to the rest of the gathered like, my deepest apologies, wardens and council, something urgent has come up. I must suspend today's forum. Citizens, and he kind of dresses the crowd, my deepest apologies. I am not able to take your questions or concerns today. An urgent matter concerning one of our noble families has arisen, and I must attend to it immediately. The forum will resume tomorrow, and I will double the duration so that I may hear any miscommunications from today. Thank you so much for your time. And you see the crowd kind of gather, and there's murmurs as they begin filtering out. And the guard basically don't let anybody linger. They start kind of gently persuading people to leave. Mm. You kind of see a couple of elderly elves like, but I have something to speak with. It's like, the prince will hear them tomorrow. Come along. And kind of shuffles them outside. And then it's just <laughs> you guys left. It's you, the prince, and then several uh, royal guard and this robed mage. And the prince goes... I, and he starts coming down to you rather than coming up, bringing, summoning you. He comes oh, okay. down and he beelines directly for Lucius. And he kind of... What state is Lucius in at this point? His head's on the floor, he's slumped. So he's just like lying on I the floor? Know, looking down. Okay, but standing up, but just like just looking down. to himself. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be ready to just catch him when he falls over. <laughs> so you're like stood behind him like this. I'm just like, I'm still trying to like give him tissues and like... So we kind of burn his, but Lucius said he's not dead. Um, <laughs> the Sky Prince kind of moves up and looks at Lucius directly, almost disbelieving it, almost, almost like checking to see if he's real. And then he kind of looks down and tries to catch Lucius's face. Lucius? Is it really you? Uh, I wish it wasn't. And, you, and you've met, probably when you were younger, much when you were much younger, like boys, like... So I recognize. 10 and 11, yeah. You recognize him, like, you're a noble family. You would have gone to his, you know, uh, his birthday or something like that, or, like, when he was, you know, announced as the, the prince heir, you probably would have gone to a celebration of it. You know, you probably were at meetings when his father and your father were discussing matters and things like that. So acquaintances are on the Yeah, I think, I think so. I think you would know each other, but maybe not close, close friends. Because he's always been kept separate because he is royalty. Okay. Um, but you, yeah, you know Aridan. He is, uh, he is Prince Aridan Erison Peloni Star Sorrow is his full title. Have I... <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not going to write that down. Do I... <laughs> Last word. Has he been prince since I've been away? No, he was, his father was king. Always... Well, no, no, he would have been prince. No, sorry, because you, you've not been gone that long. Um, I keep thinking that Lucius has been gone ages and he hasn't. He was prince when you left. Um, you know that, he, in fact, that's probably the last time you saw him was his father's funeral, which was about three, four years ago. Okay. 
Um, and and he even he's like, I think the last time I saw you was at father's funeral. And he kind of looks around. Elidus, is this? I'm so sorry, Lucius. I'm. I'm so sorry. I. We. There wasn't the accident. Your. Your father, when he heard about the airship, when we heard news of the airship, um, he retreated into himself. He threw himself into his work and kept saying that he had a new project, uh, something to do with refining, something your sister was working on with him. He was he just withdrew from the world. Uh, and then the accident happened. And, well, we we tried to, to locate you just to see if you'd survived. And, well, some of the staves said that you you, you were dead, that they'd seen your body. Um, we thought you were dead. Sir, with all due respect, I, I don't think I can handle this right now. Um, yes, I understand. Uh, I, I do understand, but there are a few matters. The fact that you are here, that, that somebody has reported your death to us is, is significant. Perhaps you should, perhaps you should lie down for some time. I, I can ask your traveling companions some questions. Yes, it's, it's always vacant, like yeah. a delayed response kind of thing. Yeah, yes, you're right. I, I should, sir. But, Sorry. But there are there are other things we need to discuss, Lucius. The lines of succession. There's things about your father's business we need to discuss, but later, later. Um, go and take a rest now. Could, and he kind of like calls forth a guard. Could you escort Lord Elanasto to the guest chambers? Um, and they nod. And they offer to take you basically to a to a bedroom, like a guest bedroom, to lay down. Yeah, and I'll do a kind of like almost like a sleepwalking state, mm-hmm. just be carried away. And you can see the prince is visibly shocked at this point. He he's very kind of taken back. Um, thank you all uh, for bringing Lucius, Lord Elanasto, back to Gusthaven. I'm terribly sorry that it must be under such odd circumstances. May I ask? Um, First of all, how you how you know him, but also uh, what happened the airship? For all reports, it crashed and, and he was supposed to have died. Yeah, we were on the airship with him. That's the only reason we know him, really. And then somehow we managed to survive that, had a bit of a rough time, and now we've ended up here? We've just kind of stuck together since, you know, falling out of the sky. By the way, airships suck. So there is a very loud <coughs> from some of the guards uh, who are kind of like pointing daggers, but the prince doesn't react badly to you. He kind of like oh, looks. sorry, your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a smirk, like a kind of like a he kind of is kind of amused by this. You can see, and he's like, it, "Please, um, Prince Aradan is fine." Uh, so, can I ask your name? Ayla. Just is it just Ayla? Yep. Very well. Uh, so you were aboard the airship. Were you all travelling aboard the airship with, with Lord Elanaste? Oh, I wasn't, no. I met these guys a little later. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so yourself, what was your name, please? Uh, hi, uh, your majesty, um, highness, royally thing. Uh, I'm Nova, Nova Vija. Hi. Nova Vija. Prince. Uh, and you were also aboard the airship? You, you travelled with, with Lucius? Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah. Yeah, that's how we know each other. Crashed. 
What, why, why did the ship crash? We, we have no information on what happened. Oh, we were attacked, um, I think, by the remnant. And he kind of turns, and you see the robed magister leans in and kind of whispers something. He's like, they are the, the forces of the Court of Shadows, yes? Yeah. Yes, we, obviously we, we do not... I've had reports of, of such things, but amongst the Sky Cities, well, they've never attacked us, um, obviously. And, and Guardian, you, you travelled with Lucius as well? Yes, I was on the same airship when we crashed, yeah. And, and, you, and you survived the crash. Where, where did you land? My scryers couldn't, couldn't tell. Some sort of snowy region, apparently. Oh, Savona. Savona. We crashed on Savona. On Savona? Yes, I believe, yes. Uh, so we pass over, uh, that's where Goldthrone is, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so you, you travelled all the way from there? And you made your way back here. Well, it's, um, yeah, well. slight detour. Yeah, a couple of detours. The mage kind of leans in and says, "Like, yes, your Majesty, they arrived through some sort of teleportation magic. They have not received their mark of entry. Um, we are still determining exactly what happened. We found them inside one of the warehouses. There had been some sort of incident. Uh, we believe that they may have actually helped us capture one of the the wind barons." Yeah, we did that. It, yeah, they they seem bad. Are they? Is this something that's been going on here for a while? Uh, Lucius had no idea what was going on. I mean, the nobles of the many houses, uh, a lot of their business would not involve um, these these matters. The wind barons are troublesome. Uh, they are how best to describe them. Um, bandits of a sort. They capture airships, steal cargo. But so far, we had not been aware of any activities within the city. So if you have caught them in some sort of dealings here, then I'm very grateful uh, for your assistance in such a matter. There are some matters. That is something that perhaps you should speak with my guards about. Um, No doubt they will have some questions for you. My main concern is is Lucius. I have not known him very well, but he is a noble son like myself. Now that his family have died... He is the lord of his household. There, unfortunately, because we believe Lucius to have been deceased, his family's business assets were sold to other businesses. Um, many of his father's wealth and assets have been liquidated and sold off. Now, there are some measures that I can take, but a large amount of that wealth will probably never be able to be recovered. My intention is to see that compensation is paid by those businesses to Lord Elanasto. It will have to just simply take the form of, of gold, I'm afraid, or, or trade goods. Lucius will still have standing. His noble title will still remain. But with his, with his residence gone, well, it will need to be rebuilt. It will still technically be his in name, but if it is unused, then then the city, the city will reclaim it. We have certain laws here in Gusthaven about unoccupied residences. There is also a small matter. There was a... I was holding on to it. Perhaps it was foolish luck, on my, or perhaps it was a bit of foolish hope on my behalf, but his father did leave something for Lucius in the event of his own death. It was recovered from their family bank account here in the Sky City, uh, where his personal funds were kept. 
Uh, I would give it to him myself, but I'm afraid that my, my business may keep me busy whilst Lucius recovers. If I could ask you to please provide that to him when he awakens. What stave, which stave in particular saw his body? The mage leans forward. That is something we will need to ask. We will investigate. Uh, they, they were in the employ of a business called Margrona Manufacturing. Um, I have summoned their, their head of the family, a high elf called Anastasia, um, but she is not available, so her son, Belenor, will come and speak on her behalf. We will inquire what has happened. Clearly there is some attempt for us to have, to not know that Lord Elanaster was alive. For now, I must ask you all to keep as much information as you can to yourselves. What we do not want is that if there is some conspiracy against the Elanastos, that other people become aware of it. The fact that Lucius has returned, well, news of that hopefully we can keep control of, but eventually people will find out. And if somebody wished him not to return to Gusthaven, as it would imply, then perhaps they will not be so welcome to hear of his return. I heard you mentioning, well, one of your guards mentioning Moonstar earlier. I think the Wind Barons mentioned their name earlier when we confronted them. Interesting. In what capacity, Guardian? Um, I think when we, were, when we were talking to the one we captured, right? Um, I think it was people in the street oh, who were street. talking about it. it. Would either be the Wind Barrows or the Moonstar responsible for it. Mm. Do not trouble yourself too much, although if you har... If you are mercenaries, then there is currently a bounty on this individual. <laughs> they believe it to be a woman, although nobody has truly confirmed their identity. Uh, a masked assailant, somebody who is going around attacking various businesses and citizens. Um, some of which are criminal, some of which are legitimate business owners. So we are not quite sure where they stand. So we have currently a bounty out for their arrest. Are they a suspect? In, in the Ilanasto attack currently? The prince looks up like, please understand, Guardian, up until we do not believe that there was any foul play with the tragedy at the manor. The, the explosion definitely occurred within, uh, within Virian's workshop. We know that he had been experimenting with unstable Ethereum to try and develop a new refining process. Okay. But you surely can't rule it out, especially with what's just come to light about Lucius and people reporting him dead. Now that we have, now that Lucius has returned, and there was clearly an attempt to hide his survival, we will investigate both matters. Up until now, however, that we had no reason to suspect anything. But now, yes, you are correct. There is something going on. What this is connected to, I don't know. Gusthaven is a safe city. Please. I do not just say that as a prince. This is a safe place. My people Lucia have said the same thing to us as soon as we got here and we saw the trouble that was happening. The wind barons, I mean, they've not they've not attacked anybody in the streets. There's not been any uh, there's not been any thefts. I mean, whatever warehouse you arrived at, how uh, the warehouse, how did you get inside it? Teleportation went wrong. Deception check. I already said this to the um, yeah. guard. Yeah, you did. It's true, though. 
Mm, no, it's not. <laughs> the teleportation yeah, worked exactly right. <laughs> as it was supposed to. That'll be a ten. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what what date was this scrying attempt that confirmed Lucius's body? Uh, it was attempted after the. Well, it was scheduled for just before. Uh, the accident at the manor, um, but as is always the case in Gusthaven, there were delays with many magical uh, activities that need to be done. Um, the weather system in particular was uh, performing inadequately, so repairs were made. Uh, after, obviously, Virion and the rest of the Elanastos died, um, we, made, in, we wanted to ensure the fate of Lucius. We wanted to know if there still remained a head of the Elanastro family. Um, and so I believe it was then that Anastasia Magrona stepped forward and offered her private scryer. She will obviously be our first investigation. She will hold the responsibility for uh, any foul play. So how many days ago was that? It would have been, I mean, weeks, it was a few weeks. weeks ago. So that would have, we would have been probably around like... We would have still been in like, yeah. I'm trying to logistically think of where we were. Yeah, I mean, if it was, if it was, you know, three, if it was like a week after the crash, I think, yeah, you were in like Kaylee's, you were kind of on your way to Kaylee's Rest around that. On the way to Kaylee's Rest, because yeah. I was thinking of like maybe when we fought the Goliath. Yeah. Or the ghosts. So as you're having this conversation, there is the doors of a side room burst open and a very tall, athletic very well-muscled uh, elf, male high elf, steps forward. You can see he's wearing partial armor, um, and he kind of steps in, not furious, but with a kind of almost an intensity to him. He steps in, it's like, where is he? Where is he? I refuse to believe it until I see him. Where is he? Uh, and know. then he kind of turns around and he goes, oh, my apologies, Your Majesty. I did not realize you were still in here. And he bows deeply. Belenor. Thank you for the summons. I believe that you will need to speak with Eloise. Uh, Lucius is resting right now. Is it really him, Your Majesty? It, it can't be. My mother scryer said that he, they saw the body. I, I've known him since he was a boy. I, it can't be. And the prince just turns and says, So have I, Belenor, and I can assure you it is Lucius. There is no mistaking that grief when he learned of his family. And you can see this Belenor kind of takes a step back. He's like, I thought he was dead. I can't believe it. Well, something Mother's Scryer must have been paid off or something. It, it can't be her. That will be investigated in time, Belenor, but you will need to go and answer some questions with Eloise now. Of course, Your Majesty, of course. Uh, who are these people? And he kind of like looks around. Um, who are you? Friends of Lucius. Are you the ones that... And he kind of looks... And then he looks to the prince. How do we know that this isn't some sort of ploy, your majesty? These lowlanders, they might be up to something. <gasps> you can see the prince is just... Gonna say something dumb, someone step in. Please, gonna say something dumb. Go ahead. Okay. And who are you to Lucius, exactly? Who am I? I've known Lucius since we were boys. We grew up together. We played together. 
We, we trained together as, as sky jousters. Then tell me why you seem so annoyed at the fact that you found out that he's still I'm alive. I'm not annoyed! Annoyed! How dare you, you filthy lowland elf! I... Excuse oh. me! And you can see he's bristled. Like, like him and Ayla are like, he's squaring up. Lightning is crackling now. <laughs> he, he looks strong, like he's yeah. well-muscled, uh, and he's he stands ready, and he, he he's he, offended. Like, stand next to Ayla, just yeah. like... Uh, your majesty. The, the, at this point, like, when Piri looks over, you can see that the prince has merely stepped over towards his throne, picks up the greatsword, and then begins making his way back to the confrontation. But very calmly and very slowly. Um, and this Belenor kind of looks down at you and is just like, I have known him since he was a boy. How dare you in, incite that I'm offended, that I'm angry at his... I'm relieved! You do not understand. What would you know? He's not mentioned you at all in the weeks we've been traveling with him. He kind of, his eyes kind of dart to Nova. I'm not surprised. I wasn't exactly always a very nice young man, but I've still known him for a long time. I didn't say we were friends, just that I knew him. Not that it's any of your business, Ganassi. Actually, it is my business. He's a friend of ours. That doesn't make my past with him your business. And you can see the prince now returns. As if you've been a dick. <laughs> slams the tip of the great sword on the ground. And as the tip hits the stone, this kind of bright light <laughs> kind of shatters out. Enough! These people are here as guests as a law of a lord of Gusthaven, Belenor. Show them your respect. <clears throat> Very well. Eloise, you wish to speak with me? I did indeed, Lord Belenor. Although I would prefer to speak with your mother, although it seems she is absent for now. She's away on business. Can I insight check? Sure. Dickhead. Yeah, sure. <laughs> How convenient! That's a 20. Ooh. Okay. Oh! Whispering! Oh. oh. Everyone else Whispering. just make your own fun. Uh. <laughs> How are we all feeling? Dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Everything's fine. This is fine. All around me are familiar faces. Worn out faces. No, don't. The model get the model get (laughs) Do tell. And so with that, the uh, the Belenor, this other this muscular high elf, is basically led away by the the robed mage, and the prince kind of stands still, watching. Especially Ayla and Sentry, just keeping an eye. Smeek heal. Oh yeah. So Smeek probably would have absolutely, like, as this guy squared up, Smeek would have been, like, on your other leg, like, speaking him. But I think at this point, like, nobody seems to I imagine that the elves either haven't noticed or Smeek has been behaved enough that he's kind of just remained hidden, like, beneath everybody's attention. Like, he's kind of just been, like, crouching next to Ayla and nobody's really noticed. But I think that at this point, yeah, like, now that I've remembered him, there is definitely a point where the prince kind of just looks down, furrows his brow, and then looks up. I'm afraid that we do not have any space remaining here at the palace. The guest room I've given to Lucius is my private guest chambers. Um, there are many fine hotels and uh, cuisineries in the city. Um, the, I will have a royal mage uh, provide you all with a mark of entry, and then I must ask you to return uh, as soon as possible. Um, if you have any requirements, if you have any assist, if you need any assistance within the city, um, Mr. Majesty, 
Yes. I have two requirements. Um, first of all, is it okay if I stay with Lucius? I mean, I'm just worried a about him and b about other people weren't like stabbing him. He holds um, up a hand, like, please. I can assure you of Lucius's safety here. My personal royal guards will monitor it. Would I presume to think that if you were to to refuse my said offer, you would be implying that my personal guards would not be up to the task? I just don't think they could probably provide emotional support. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that Lucius is in need for any support right now. But perhaps when he's had a bit of time to process this, that would be best. Um. I'm afraid that I cannot allow you to go to the guest chambers. I would ask that you stay elsewhere in the city. Return tomorrow. And if Lucius feels better, I will. I can send him to find you. I can have someone bring you here. Fair. Question two. Yes. Uh, one of our companions and Lucius's companion uh, mm. fell in battle uh, when we were fighting our way. He looks genuinely very hands. saddened by that. Um, and we were actually coming here to get help to resurrect our friend. Um, Resurrection is no easy feat, um, and it is not very common in Gusthaven. Our, generally, when our dead die, we burn them and then scatter them to the winds, as has been our tradition with many people. <laughs> Will is important. That said, obviously I know you are not from Gusthaven, there is a high priestess. <laughs> yeah, we'll resurrect him. <laughs> <laughs> Boom over the side. <laughs> now you are fire. Just kick his beak off the side. <laughs> I, I would recommend you speak with the light seer at the Temple of Siaska. The, the Star Sorrow Cathedral. It'd be so delicious. It's not far from here. We can take Quill and... See if we can get him. Burn him. <laughs> Burn to a crisp. <laughs> um, See if his ashes on the wind. Why did you think that they would just inflict their funeral rites on some random bird? <laughs> oh, that was dead. That was, that was it. <laughs> That's a dead bird. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. The guard's standing outside the, my room right now, or Quill's room, like looks in, like, oh, oh this one must have flown into a window. <laughs> No Aracopra, like, that's not unusual. Got a fresh one, boys. <laughs> Make a nice headdress. Back on the menu. <laughs> what about his legs? He doesn't need them. My precious sky city. It's a bit beyond. Ruined. <laughs> a bit manky. Oh, please what was the name of the cathedral? Right, it's called Star Sorrow Cathedral. Oh, I wrote Starborn. <laughs> It's not far. It's close. No. Starmorn. Star Sorrow Cathedral it is named after my royal line. But that is, it houses the Temple of Siaska and the, the Grand Lights here there. I'm sure she would, if she is able to help, which I'm sure she will have some capacity to do so. But as I understand it, uh, such feats, such miracles, they're rare. And if she does have the capacity to do so, I imagine it will require considerable resources. Well, that's why we were coming back here to get help from Lucius's father. Well, it was Lucius's main goal to bring him back. Well, I can promise you that I will make sure that compensation is paid paid to Lord Elanasto. I cannot reclaim the business assets; they've long since passed into other hands, and they're bound by law now. But I can make sure that those businesses pay uh, a reward. I believe that, and I will need to check the numbers for this but a sum of around 20 to 30,000 gold. <laughs> that could work. 
Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> um, what? <laughs> Daddy's been gambling. <laughs> oh, fuck. With that, uh, I would... Uh, I know that it is unlikely and perhaps not applicable as much, but I do hope that you will enjoy your stay in Gusthaven. Um, I do assure you it is a safe place. Uh, your weapons will need to be bonded. Uh, we have a rule against carrying open arms uh, here in the city. Um, uh, I mean, if there is a bounty, so to speak, on Lucius, potentially, we might be the targets as well. We also did literally arrive to a confrontation with some bad people. Yes. Kind of don't want to not have a hammer in my hands, going to be honest. You're, you're allowed to carry small arms and you are allowed to carry the hammer. It must simply be bonded. So it means that not... If you break that bond, if you draw your weapon to commit a crime, we will know. And what if we break the bond to uh, defend ourselves? Then that would be involved in the investigation and you will have your opportunity to say as much to a stave. Okay. Sounds fair. These are the laws of my city, I'm afraid. It makes sense. You are welcome here, and I'm sure that you will find very little trouble. And then he calls over a royal stave um, and kind of bids you all farewell and then makes his way off. Kind of a very kind of... doesn't really say anything. He's just kind of like, yeah, I've brought over my man to do a thing. I'm a a king. I'm going now. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do. And then leaves. Um, unless you resist otherwise, the, the royal mage basically asks each of you to hold out the palm of your hand, and then a unique rune is carved, and it changes very slightly. There's a number of scro- uh, strokes, and the position and, and orientation of each one is, is unique. Um, and once it is kind of like cast on your hand, it fades. What? You said scroats. Yeah, you said scroats. <laughs> Scroats. You said, yeah. Just before you said, strokes, you said scroats. So I, I meant to say like scrapes and strokes. Scroats. I'm not used to this already. Thanks. How are you not used to it already? It was real. They all scroats. I suppose you're, you've not had a true markism yet, have you? So okay. there you go. That was a pretty really good one. No, that thing was well. old campaign. Yeah. <laughs> she just smoked and I was like, it's like she knows. The magical mark is placed on your palms. Um, it is unique, and once it goes, it fades. Um, oh, and then dear. each of your weapons. So, if you have any weapons that are a dagger in size, those are not bonded. You're basically allowed to carry a personal like arm, like a club or a dagger. Um, you know, a cane, basically a cane or a knife. You're allowed to carry. Okay. Anything it- else, uh, like your battle axe, howling tempest. Chiang-Gong. What's Tiangong's in a full long longsword sword. at the moment? Does he notice my fire cannon arm? I don't think that they would know what that is to bond it. Nice. Um, but basically what they do is a, a small ribbon with a kind of silver wax seal is placed around the weapon and like wherever you've got it attached, like a belt or on your back in a harness or whatever, it's attached to that and then bound so that if you pull the weapon free, it will break the seal, basically. Oh, cool. Um, Void if removed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically, it's cool, it's, it's a peace bonding, it's basically each of your For Piri, they're just like, oh, you don't have any weapons, fine, yep. you're fine. My fist too Can't bond fucking A and fucking B. <laughs> <laughs> Benefits of being a monk, man. Um, and yeah, Attach so... Attach my pocket. Uh, <laughs> Nova, you would probably know that these, whatever these seals are, there is a minor enchantment on them. 
Okay. So if it's broken, you kind of have a suspicion of you probably can't just like put glue it, it glue it back together. And be like, oh no, we never took our weapons out. Me? Yeah. Um, you don't know how it would work. There might be a way of fooling it, but Ooh. there is some there is something there. Um, well, I've got detect magic with that. I'm assuming that at some point you'll just detect magic and figure that out. Okay. Um, but that doesn't tell you how it works. It okay. just says it is a magical thing. What did, would dispel magic? Maybe. Maybe. But then it wouldn't have any magic on it. So. Yeah. Volunteer's tribute. You, you can figure that out later. Um, and you guys are all basically escorted out of the palace and down back into the city proper. I got um, bird. You can carry. Yeah, you can yes. just go and pick up bird. He's not been burnt. He's fine. I <laughs> uh, can take him. Um, Lucius. For whenever Lucius is Lucius wakes up. When he wakes up, there is a letter in it. Well, a sealed scroll case. And it's an Elanasto family. It's like a you know from your house your family scroll case from the desk of your father, and it's uh, left on the bedside table for when Lucius wakes up. Okay. Oh, how can you not want to just... Read it. Lucius wouldn't, so I'm not. Can't read. Okay. Not right now. Okay. <laughs> Lucius can't read. Um, I can't read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess, so at this point, the, the new question becomes, um, what's everyone doing? Mainly, what's Lucius doing? Because I don't want Trot to just sit there doing nothing, but I feel like the guard would basically, you would have a guard post outside that room to protect you, but they would just let you, you know, have time. They, they wouldn't come and pester you. I'd probably sit and stare at this for a long time, mm-hmm. and then the cogs start churning eventually once it's like the fog is lifted, mm-hmm. and then it's going to anger immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it can't be right. It's like denial phase. Yeah. It's like there's something... Something's going on. Something's wrong. Something's not right. He wouldn't be that careless. They're alive somewhere. Something's happened. Okay. And then I'm going to like... It will get to the point where it's like, I need to know what this is. So. Okay. Okay. This is a long one, Mark! <laughs> it's longer than your advert. <laughs> it's almost like it's like... Dead Dad's last words. You can carry on if you want. Yeah. Um, the rest of you, are you going to basically head towards this cathedral then? Yeah. That's your yeah. plan? Yeah. It's not, it's, it's very, it's not very far. You actually head back it's... into the noble district where you came from, where the Ananasto estate is. And you can see that at the far edge of this district, on the very edge of the island, the literal island that's been lifted up into the air, and you can see this expansive blue nothing ahead of you. Um, the island, uh, it does have walls to prevent people just walking off the side. It has walls around it. But a bridge has been constructed between this island and another one which is floating alongside it. Oh, nice. And this bridge is connected. And on the other side is a lake pulled up out of the ground and magically kind of sustained is this sky lake that's been connected to it. But just before that bridge that leads to the sky lake is one of the most beautiful buildings you have ever seen. Mm. Made, its roof is made from pure crystal. Jeez. And it's shaped up into the point of a star. The building itself is constructed with that same iridescent stone as the palace is with these kind of stained glass windows depicting Siaska um, beautifully rendered. Um, there is ornate marble fountains bubbling with a kind of crystal clear, sparkling water. Um, and you begin making your way through into these beautiful lush gardens, these kind of peace gardens with stones and gravels, the occasional kind of sculptures. 
um, and you make your way through there. There is a service, and you can hear a choir, this angelic, heavenly, elven chorus, all being sung in elven, um, that kind of descends out of the main doors. Um, and you can see that many, many citizens of Gusthaven of all different classes, you know, workers, nobles, all kinds, are participating, and they're singing along softly as this choir kind of echoes down this beautiful chamber. When you look up, expecting to see the crystalline ceiling, what you actually see is a almost like a planetarium version of the cosmos. And you can see that the various stars twinkle and descend starlight down onto everybody else. So is this star star of cathedral? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and you see that part of the illusion, this cosmos-like illusion, um, Eros is at its center, and you can see uh, Palador, like a figure, like a blazing figure, kind of circling it, providing light and warmth, and kind of holding her hands over it protectively is this illusion of the goddess herself. This kind of almost like black, but made from stars, almost like space skin, with this long flowing celestial hair of white and gold and silver kind of billowing out, um, and her hands just placed protectively around the planet. And at the head leading this choir, you can see this elderly half-elven woman. She wears very simple, plain white robes, uh, similar to Siaska's, this kind of very kind of Greek toga-style robes. She has a delicate silver circlet around her head. She must be in like her 60s or 70s, but because she's a half-elf, she's still kind of vigorous, um, and she still kind of looks quite good for her age. Hmm. Her gray hair pulled up high, and she's leading this choir. And then when it calms down, she's like, I wish to thank you all once again for coming to our service. Um, please, may the light of the Star Mother carry with you always. And then people begin shuffling out as they make their way out. Um, and people cast strange glances over towards you because you're carrying a dead Aracocra <coughs> and there's a goblin kind of hanging off your legs. Like, literally, like, arms. Like, he's like, you've been having to, like, carry him almost. Like, I probably would have like, just put him, him on my shoulders at you some point. It, if you pick him up, he's like, yeah, he's like holding onto your head like a child, like, ah! <laughs> and just like looking around. Okay. He's like pointing up at Speak. the illusion. Speak. He's like trying Speak. to grab stuff. Speak. He's like, and he puts Stop his it. hands. Oh, no, he reminds me of. Do you remember Donnie from Wild Thornberries? Oh! Yes! I based him on Donnie. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, he's just kind of cackling away. I guess like to the people that are walking past and glancing. They're just us. like, what the fuck? But they're like, oh, and they're like, they nod their head politely. Hey, praise the Asker. And praise, praise just, the Star Mother to I'm you as well. I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm just talking about like all the constellations and what that means and what that means and what that one's called and what that star's called and what that star's called. And like, I don't even care who's listening. I'm just like, you just babbling away. And then I'm definitely not listening. At this point, <laughs> just trying to keep Smeek quiet. <laughs> Smeek, Smeek will be quiet, but he's like, look, he's like listening to Nova. Like he's like looking at her. That's he doesn't understand that's what fine. Nova's saying, but Nova's being excited about something, and <laughs> he assumes that that's important. <laughs> Nova's basically being Smeek, but is talking yeah. in common. <laughs> yeah, he's just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the constellation of this, which is based on this. And blah, 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 blah. the constellations are probably all based on the the children of yeah. Siaska, like Atelicus, Hesper. Oh, like they're all sweet. named after the gods. And now I know how old they all are. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, and as you begin filtering out, you can see that the uh, the elderly, the light seer, turns their attention to several other attendants, and they begin cleaning up and just you know doing things that religious people do after a sermon. Um, but they do notice you, and she kind of cocks her head a little bit. One of the attendants comes up and is like, oh, greetings, travellers. Can we help you? 
yeah. Have you come for funeral rites? Looking over at the guardian carrying the body. <laughs> like, they're clearly, like, wrapped up, like, Scaldi's <laughs> wrapped Quill all up so he looks like a dead body. <laughs> no, not quite a funeral, actually. Uh, kind of hoping for... For the opposite? The opposite. A birth? <laughs> <laughs> a rebirth. Oh, oh, oh. We want the, we want the bird back. Um, well, uh, hang on a moment, please. And this, this elven man kind of trots along, like lifts up his little priestly robes and kind of scurries along the, the ground towards uh, the elderly lady. He begins whispering it to her and she kind of like looks. And then she just does this towards all of you, like waves you down. Really? That easy? All right. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll wander down. And watch as she kind of places her hands together, whispers. When you get close to her, can everybody make a wisdom saving throw, please? Oh, this one. That's my worst one! Three. Natural one. Okay, three, three. 16. 16. Mine's four. 18. 18. So, Nova and Sentry. I'll make one for Smeek. Fails. His head explodes. <laughs> um, Sentry and Nova, you can you can lie if you want to. Puri and Ayla, gotta tell the truth. Ayla, like she does anyway. I know, but just, no just the effect of whatsoever. Well. Technically, Smeek must also speak the truth, but nobody can understand it. But as you as you uh, as you approach, you kind of this elderly lady smiles and looks around. And is like, well, I'm told that you are looking for something of a rebirth. Yes, please. Our friend fell in combat, and we would like to very much bring him back. And who are you, Guardian? I'm Sentry, from Solvin. Hmm. And what are the rest of you? If you are asking for a rebirth of your companion, I would at least like to know who you are. Oh, I'm Periodara. I'm a Fyganassi, you can tell. <laughs> I can. Yes, I can indeed. Yeah. And you, my dear? Ayla. Ayla. And this one? Oh. Me! <laughs> Aww, he did it! <laughs> wow, the first time name. I think I've heard him say his own name. Why, why is this goblin with you? He was a stowaway. We didn't really want to bring him, but he tagged along. And you're just carrying him around now? It's for the best, honestly. They're best friends. We're not best friends. All right. Are you telling the truth? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. uh, and of you, Eganassi? I'm Nova, and this place is amazing! Thank you very much. It was the work of um, one of our... One of our Sky Princes in the past. That's so beautiful. Very devout to Siaska and wanted to have a, a proper shrine to her. May I ask how your friend died? Please. This is beyond me. We were fighting a person. And what person? She, I don't know her name. Why, why were you fighting her? Because she was hurting us. How did you come into conflict with her? Like, what led to this battle? Where were we? I'm genuinely, like, Katie is, like, trying to think of where we were. So, Ayla is going, where were we? Oh, Uh, we were on the continent of Boxar, and we were in this keep of the night eyes, and I'm like, look at that. And, um, yeah, she was, like, a servant of Hadar, and she was, like, doing some weird stuff in there. I think she was trying to raise the dead or something like that, or get a foothold for Hadar in this world. Look at that constellation there! Um, but yeah, she like really got into Quill and killed him. And could you bring him back, please? We have money. Did you defeat this woman? Yes. Hmm. Where were you before? When? So have you known this Quill? Did you say? Yes. Have you known him long? 
Uh, a month. Yeah. You know I'm a bit longer though, Sentry. Alright. Yeah. You've known him for some time, Guardian? And you said you're from Solvin? Yeah. I mean, we've all heard stories of the legendary cities. Um, it's rare to meet Guardians from there, though. Alright. This is on you. You must understand that to have a, a group of strangers coming and requesting a resurrection, it is uncommon. We are well aware, but we've come here because... Can I ask you something? Of all the people in the world who die, there are people that die every day. Why does this Arakroka deserve to live? I obviously understand you care for him. That, that is noble of you. But everyone cares for the people that die. Well, this he, is a rare gift that can be provided, and I'm not sure if I even can. He speaks to Hesper. He's Hesper a, seems to think that he is... He's a champion. ...some kind of champion, and that he has some great cause that he should be around for. That's a very good reason. I... Did it. Did I it. can help. I can help. But... That was Quill from the, from the grave, yeah. right? <laughs> I would ask you not to celebrate too soon, because this is no easy task. If I am to perform this ritual, I can, I can perform this ritual only a few times a year. It is only granted to me a small amount of power to do so. And to perform it requires unique components. There are two options. I require either a diamond of no imperfections, the, a pure diamond, of which they are very few, very rare and very few, and they are very expensive. The other option is a, a rod made of ethereum and platinum, solid ethereum and platinum, an alloy. Again, very expensive, very rare. These are required because you must understand how death works. When we die, if, whether we are noble souls or not, Kilara takes us to a, a new place. For noble souls, we are taken beyond the cradle into the afterlife, into Siaska's embrace. A place of peace and comfort. If we are not noble souls, we are taken elsewhere, to a place called Limbo. You do not want to end up there. To call your friend's soul back, from what I hope, the Siaska's embrace, I need to channel his soul back into his body. And that is not a case of simply calling down a spirit and laying it next to him. It must be channeled into his very essence. And to do that requires something to focus it. Hence the need for the diamond or the rod. Both of these things can channel the essence of a soul back into a living body, into an unliving body. And if we have that material, do you have the power to do that now? Yes. It will be, I can only perform it twice uh, this year, and I have already used one of my, um, one of these uses many, many months ago. But I still have one remaining. Well, I think we're in good hands. You've done it before. I can offer you a little advice. I know that there are Ethereum refineries here on Gusthaven who can likely supply platinum and ethereum, but you are likely looking at something around 8,000 gold for the raw material. Oh, yeah? Nice. Um, <laughs> well, isn't a diamond cheaper? The pure diamond is, it will be less money, but it is rarer to find. You would, 
Perhaps one of the noble houses of Gusthaven might have something that they could sell. Places like, if you are able to travel, the dwarven city of Goldthrone is known for its miners. Damn it! <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Just stab that knife in. How many charges have your watch got? <laughs> Uh, Road trip. He can't. He can't go to Gusthaven. No. Yep. He doesn't have Gusthaven as a location. Goldthrone. Goldthrone. Yeah. Goldhaven. What's that? Mm. Uh, Gusthaven and Goldthrone, I guess. Um, the the diamond perhaps would be around five thousand if you were to buy it from someone. And uh, after we got the material, yes. Anything else we might no. need? No, 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 no. If you, if what you say, I. Must admit that there is some enchantment involved, but I believe your elven friend when she says that your companion is a champion of Hesper. I and genuinely if... could not be bothered to lie. It's understandable. Also, I magically compelled you to do so. Cool. Uh, but if that is true, then your friend has a greater purpose, and it is my duty as a servant of Siaska to ensure that her children's purposes are met. And so I must, I must help you bring this, this person back. But I'm afraid that I do not have the wealth or the means to do so. Leave it with us. Very well. What have we got? You are welcome to leave your friend's body here. I do not recommend carting a body around Gusthaven. I think that would be for the best. I think it would be in better care here. In the burn pile. (laughs) Burn him. Ah, shit. (laughs) Not that one. Hey, we came back, so we got we got the diamond. Oh. <laughs> it's been a mix-up. <laughs> Deep fat fry, just... <laughs> so we're going to take a break, but before we do that, are you going to leave Cool's body here? Uh, yeah. As long as we What do you want to do next? I guess we're finding the material. So yeah. how do you want to do that? We're probably going to have to find the Ethereum, right? I feel like uh, the we Ethereum for one. We have 3,650 gold. Lucius has Ethereum. Oh, wait, hold on a minute. Yeah, he has, and I have... I have an Ethereum. I have an Ethereum alloy dagger. Yeah. And Ooh. an Ethereum can't command That'll shave, like, 300 GP. And an um, Ethereum little helps. <laughs> uh, it's not Ethereum. It's not made from Ethereum. Yeah. It has Ethereum in it, but it's a small amount. Impure. Yeah. Should we... I think okay. we should talk should to someone. Before... Should we wait for Lucius to be... <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll, chat, we'll chat to Lucius. No, yeah. I'm not even thinking of money. I just think that Lucius should probably be here. Also, he's he wants, yeah, he was like the he one who wanted yeah. to get yeah. pulled back the most. And so. he's in the Ethereum business. Um, and he's in was. the Ethereum business. Okay. But also... So with that, yeah. you guys leave uh, Kor's body, and as you begin making your way out, you just hear... Uh, <laughs> as you're making your way out, a voice sounds out crisp and clear. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Remember to check out D&D Beyond with the link in the episode description. And also, consider supporting the podcast on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash highrollers, giving you early access to podcast episodes and other little benefits. We'll see you on Thursday for part two of this episode when the team continue their plans to revive Quill. We'll see you then. Bye.